As we focus our hearts and reflect on the scripture together, let us join our hearts in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In April 1915, as the unit's medical officer, John McRae saw the horrific results of chemical warfare by the Belgian city of Ypres. On Sunday, May 2nd, the artillery fire resumed and John's close friend, Alexis Helmer, was killed. John wrote in his diary about the death of his friend. His girl's picture had a hole right through it and we buried it with him. McCray writes, I saw the committal, I said the committal service over him as well as I could from memory. The next day, while sitting on an ambulance, John composed a poem in Flanders Fields. The two-week battle at Ypres resulted in 6,000 Canadian casualties, amounting to a third of the division. A thousand men lay dead on the battlefield. John wrote to his mother, The general impression in my mind is of a nightmare. We have been in the midst of the most bitter of fights. For 17 days and 17 nights, none of us have had our clothes off or our boots even. All that time while I was awake, gunfire and rifle fire never ceased for 60 seconds. And behind it all was the constant background of the sights of the dead, the wounded, the maimed, and a terrible anxiety lest the line should give way. <coughs> Soon after, he received orders to report to a new hospital unit, and he worked on his poem. By 1917, John was suffering from severe asthma attacks and bronchitis. In January 1918, his condition was diagnosed as pneumonia. He was appointed consulting physician to the first British Army, the first Canadian named to that post. He died five days later, on January 28th, of pneumonia and meningitis. John's reflections show that there are no winners in war. But John's emotion inspired action in remembrance of sacrifice and for renewal of service. A few years ago, I looked into the form of poetry chosen by John to express his deep emotion. One source described the Rondo poem in this way. It's a form of French poetry with 15 lines written on two rhymes, also used in English poetry. It makes use of refrains and repeated according to a very stylized pattern. It was customarily regarded as a challenge to arrange all these refrains and repetition rhyme patterns to contribute to the meaning of a poem in as a succinct and poignant manner as possible. John wrote a rondo that has become one of the most repeated Canadian poems. It was the poem that Annie read for us earlier. It opens in remembrance of sacrifice and ends with renewal of service. The reading that Keith read for us from 1 Corinthians 11 makes a similar move, to remember sacrifice and call us to renewal of service. Paul highlights the lines carved on many Baptist communion tables that Jesus used in instituting the Lord's Supper, in remembrance of me. But the context of remembrance of Christ's sacrifice is for renewal of our service for one another. Background from a biblical scholar helps us understand the problem that Paul was writing about. 
We tend to read the words of remembrance and institution and miss the broader context. The scholar writes, In the early church, congregations gathered in the homes of the wealthy, the hosts for the communal meals. Each person brought food and drink to share as a common meal to share in common with others. And during this love feast, as it came to be called, Christians observed the Lord's Supper with symbolic words and actions as a celebration of unity with Christ and through him with one another. But what happened is, with more leisure time at their disposal, the rich would gather at the host's home earlier than the slaves and the free who worked longer hours in the Corinthian context. So the meal would start for a privileged few in the inner dining room with the rest of the church, without the rest of the church present. Latecomers arrived with their meager contributions only to discover the early arrivals had overindulged. The poor had to settle in the outer court with little or nothing to eat. The church's observance of the communion, he writes, even if it were possible, would not be a cause for celebration and remembrance. So Paul concludes it would be better if the Corinthians never bothered to gather for the Lord's Supper than to continue with this behavior. So imagine what would happen at a church potluck supper if the richer members got the front seats, first dibs on the food, and the poorer members or others in vulnerable situations were kept in the foyer, offered the leftovers after everything was done. What are the subtle ways and the stark ways that we exclude people with fewer resources? How can we reach out to one another in our churches and communities in remembrance of sacrifice for renewal of service to serve Christ as our servant king, the one who came as the prince of peace? As I was reeling from the election results this morning, I was thinking how much our world needs to think about sacrifice and service. Inspired by John McRae's Rondo poem a few years ago at our church in Kentville, when we were seeking to craft a service that honored the diversity of perspectives in the church, from those with pacifist perspective to those who had served in the forces, we decided to have a service that linked communion in Flanders Fields and the sense of remembering sacrifice to renew our own service. And for that service, for that message, I wrote a Rondo poem to summarize the meaning of scripture reflected in 1 Corinthians. And you'll see it on the reverse side of the bookmark you were given on the way in. It's in the same style that that poem was written. In remembrance of me, Christ said, show his body with broken bread for all his followers to eat. Symbol of sacrifice complete with the spirit's strength we are fed. Drink from this cup as Christ's blood shed. Make God's forgiveness more widespread. Sorry sinners with mercy meet in remembrance. Proclaim Christ risen from the dead until he comes in times ahead. Self-examination repeat. Share his supper with love concrete. Rich and poor together are led in remembrance. Whatever our perspective this morning in a world, as we sang earlier, that is often in chaos, we need to remember sacrifice for renewal of service. And when we come to share in the communion elements in a moment, may we focus on Christ, who is the servant king, 
so that we will remember his sacrifice and be people in our world who don't put up barriers among people, but are the ones who lead others by serving one another in remembrance of sacrifice for renewal of service. Let's pray together. Loving Almighty God, we thank you for coming to us as the Prince of Peace in a world that is so often divided. We realize that the New Testament shares instruction for churches that were often divided. We pray that you would help us to focus on your sacrifice, to be inspired in fresh ways for service to a world that desperately needs hope and peace. And as we share in the Lord's Supper today, may we have a sense of connection with one another and with a world that needs more service, more hope, more peace. Quiet of our hearts, we pray for our world, for people who come to our minds on this day of remembrance, on this day when we are called to serve one another. take our prayers spoken and unspoken as we lift them up to you. May we be inspired by you, filled by your spirit to be people of service. For we pray with gratitude in Jesus' name. Amen.